Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to episode 204 of the podcast. I am super pumped to be bringing you the always brilliant Vanessa Cooper. Vanessa is a mom of two, and among many other things, she also runs her own super successful successful personal training and coaching business and works with people of all ages and at all stages of life, including pregnancy and postpartum. Here, Vanessa and I sat down a bit to chat about what exercise should look like after you've had a baby and what things you might want to be working towards or maybe paying attention to. This woman is someone I trust implicitly when it comes to working with any of my clients, and I am so excited that her and I also might have a little wee surprise for you guys in the coming months. A little project we've been working on behind the scenes, but we're going to save that reveal for another day. So until then, sit back, relax, and please enjoy this episode. Welcome to Vino and Vaginas, the podcast. I'm your host, Cassie Dion, and I'm here to bring you interviews from the absolute best and brightest in their field, all about issues related to being a woman, from health and fitness to sex and dating and everything in between. My mission at Vino and Vaginas is to explore these topics, health, sexuality, and everything related to being a woman in a fun and safe environment free of shame, embarrassment, or stigma going to be an amazing time. Now, let's get to it. Vanessa, thank you, thank you, thank you for coming on the podcast to give our listeners some insight and drop some serious knowledge bombs about exercising postpartum. Thank you for having me again. Oh, it's actually really great to chat with you. Like for our listeners, we've been trying to do this. How old is Ava now? Ava, your daughter is eight months, nine months? She's going to be nine months in, uh, oh my dear, 10 days. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, we've actually been trying to do this since I think she was eight weeks old. So it's nice that we finally connected. Um, yeah. But obviously life is crazy. If you guys don't know, Vanessa has, I mean, Ava and then a toddler going into school in September. Um, yeah. And not only that, she has like a super busy thriving training practice. So, or business. So Mama V, you're busy. I am busy, um, but I, I am loving it. Uh, and yes, it, it has taken us this long to get together, which, you know, um, we're all busy and doing things. So, you know, everyone will understand. You just, uh, oh, yeah. just keep going. <laughs> keep going. I love it. Um, so our topic today is obviously chatting about exercise postpartum. And I think it's a really important topic. And as you, many of you guys might know, postpartum is a challenging, difficult, stressful, wonderful, incredible, crazy time of life. And there is a lot going on. And that's both mentally and physically in your body. And honestly, it's probably one of the biggest transformative times in your life, right? Whether it's your first baby, your second, or so on. And so I think a lot of the times when it comes to exercise, moms carry this guilt of not either doing enough or not doing the right things or not being good enough and I think one of our main goals today and correct me if I'm wrong Vanessa but it's to give a little bit of info but also more importantly just provide some clarity and remove some of the distress or guilt around maybe not knowing what to do when exercising postpartum or maybe not being able to find the motivation 
absolutely. I think you, that was so well said, Cassie. Like, I think, um, like you said, whether or not it's your first, second, third, what, you know, however many, you know, experiences you've had postpartum, it's always going to be different and present with its own challenges. Uh, just like we've talked about before, each pregnancy is different. Each postpartum experience is going to be different. So it, it just brings on its own set of challenges. So really just trying to find, uh, <laughs> I don't even want to use the word balance because I don't know. <laughs> If it exists, <laughs> if it exists, but you know, just trying to find, you know, the time or trying to find the resources of how to incorporate some really good solid movement back into your day, you know, postpartum or even during pregnancy or really again at any point in your life when you're ready for it is definitely going to be something I'm really excited to talk about. So, yes. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now, I mean, this might be a difficult question. It might actually be a really easy question. I'm not sure. But do you have or can you think of a general philosophy you subscribe to when it comes to exercising postpartum, whether that's what's reasonable, what's realistic? What should, yeah, what's your general philosophy and what should people be thinking about so when it comes to that I and we've talked about this before and when we did our first podcast together right it really truly depends on the person um it depends on the person it depends on I think not I think it depends on how your pregnancy was how you what how your delivery was what happened um how you're, how you're feeling postpartum, you know, whether or not you have another little one or little ones at home, whether or not you also have some support at home, um, you know, for myself, for example, you know, sometimes right postpartum, uh, you know, my husband was working 12 or 14 hour shifts and I had both kids. So, you know, that is tough right off the bat. I really think it depends on the person and what what you have um, resource wise and how you're feeling to really be able to get back into something. So for myself, for example, like getting back into, you know, some little bit of routine has meant like maybe 15, 20 minutes, you know, and that's not daily. That might be <laughs> two, three times a week um, when I was first starting. And now even currently still, almost nine months postpartum um you know some weeks it's maybe 30 minutes twice a week and sometimes it's back to maybe just like 15 minutes here or there it just really depends on the day and what's happening and um but again we've talked about this is just keeping the habit and having a good I think um network and community to kind of also help you through that so again going back to the original question it depends on the person and what that person is going to need so you know anyone that I talk to that is interested postpartum coming back into exercise I really like to meet with them and talk to them like where they are how they're feeling and again what they're dealing with because that's going to depend how you know 
your exercise is going to fit into your day or week. I love that. And I think that's such a true statement of so many things in life that basically there is no cookie cutter, right? So everyone's circumstance is going to be different. Everyone's going to have different goals, different needs, different abilities and different, like you said, support and resources. And so I think I love that in terms of a philosophy is making sure you're meeting people at what they, the level that they need. So I love it. Yeah, absolutely. And when we talk about postpartum exercise, like what does this mean? Like, can you just define exercise? And I know that seems like a silly question, but I work with a lot of women postpartum and a lot of them will have this idea that exercise has to be this structured workout or that going for a walk while baby wearing doesn't count, or it has to be 30 minutes or it has to look a certain way uh, or going for a run or X, Y, Z. So what can we think of exercise as being when we're talking postpartum or, or beyond really? It can honestly look a lot of different ways. And again, touching on, we just talked about, it depends on where that person is in their postpartum journey. So if someone is like, you know, again, we use that, there's that, I want to say kind of myth where it's like after the six week checkup, everything's just like back to normal. Um, It might not be the case for people. So it depends on again, where that person is starting from, if it is right at that six week mark, or it could be, you know, a few months later, you know, it could be a matter of doing and going back to like core connection, right. And breath and revisiting that. Um, And to be honest, I like to revisit that with everybody, no matter when they're starting, just to make sure that is feeling okay. Um, How pelvic health is and where that is. And again, depending on where that person is, we, I can structure things or we can structure things to really progress core strength. Um, that's going to be huge no matter what. Um, so again, it depends on where the person is starting from, but I would definitely say no matter what, focusing on some really good basic foundations is always going to be the key and where to start from because from there we can progress things you know again to give you a very specific example you know uh, I was talking to one of the moms about this actually like push-ups she's like I always like to use my push-ups as a good marker even though it feels frustrating because she's like this is now her second postpartum experience she's like I feel like I'm starting back from the beginning again because we're starting, you know, from an incline and then slowly getting back down to the ground and really working a lot of great breath and connection and um, core strength. But um, that's a great marker, right? Um, but again, that's her, this is her second postpartum experience. And, you know, using that marker is awesome for her because it's a great sign of good core strength and um, strength overall. So again, I think if we and if we start with the basics and a good foundation, we can progress things to you know where you might want to be getting back into running or you know um, more metabolic work or have your strength work or whatever it is the goal that you want to get back to. Um, and let's be honest, and not being in your maternity clothes anymore. Like I finally got to a point last week where I was like, I'm throwing these out. I'm done. I don't want to be wearing these anymore, and I'm yeah. done. So you know, that is also a great goal. There's nothing wrong with having that goal as well. I love that. And I think that's such a good thing to say because 
I, I don't know at least I find in this world people are either like yeah get back your pre like pre-pregnancy weight and there's like a huge push on that and that direction which isn't healthy for certain reasons like to push it but then on the flip side you have people being like that you never should ever focus on that and I'm like well isn't it somewhere in the middle isn't it okay to want to fit into your clothes again as long as you're not rushing and doing so like unsafely um so I think we're kind of at either ends of a pendulum and and really we should land somewhere in between right I think that's really really wise and smart that you're saying that because it does have it it can't be extremes um extremes for anything it's not it just, um, there's again, the pros and cons for anything, right? But at the extreme, it's just, it just, um, it, it needs to be somewhere in the middle, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Saying that you, like, it's okay to want to not be in your maternity clothes anymore. Um, and it's mm-hmm. okay to say, you know what, I, I want to, you know, be able to go for a run and not be having any incontinence issues. Um, those are all very amazing and valid goals to have postpartum. So I think as long as we're focusing on no matter what, focusing on a good foundation, then everything will just kind of start, will fall into place. Um, And not to say there might not be little roadblocks or, you know, like detours you might have to take along the way there. That's, you know, that's kind of expected and part of life. But we focus on like some really good fundamentals and foundations, and that will really, really help. Uh, I, I uh, follow a fitness coach and he actually made an amazing post on Instagram. And it was like, if, if really great coaches posted what they were doing, it would just be kind of boring because it would be a lot of <laughs> the fundamentals and the basics um, to help people stay strong and healthy, which really, really resonated with me. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, but I guess it's not flashy for the Instagram (laughs) to post that. (laughs) Okay, and I know, obviously, the disclaimer here is it absolutely just depends on the person. It depends on how your pregnancy was, your delivery was, and, and all of these factors. But if you take a fairly uncomplicated pregnancy and delivery so someone who didn't have any major issues but obviously still went under underwent a huge change in delivery when when would you say people should start putting movement back into their life so if everything is really like you said everything's kind of checked off then we can start like after that six week mark Um, absolutely. And I've started quite a few people at that six week mark. And again, still, I would still always start people with certain things, um, especially core work. Um, again, going back to that push-up example on an incline and any core work, specific core work on an incline or, um, but oftentimes if people are really feeling very good and things are progressing well, then we can progress things very, very quickly. Um, so if you're feeling great and you've had the clearance to start, then that after that six week mark, that's totally fine. Um, yep. you know, and again, I've had quite a few people start there and it just, again, depends on the person. Absolutely. But most, some people that I've started, um, and it felt good, like they'll be back to like, you know, running when they want to be running, um, lifting close to amount, like some, maybe some of the same weight that they wanted to lift. Um, or like we talked about fitting back 
back into the maternity or back into their regular clothes. So um, yes, you can actually, if you're ready, you can start right after the six weeks. Absolutely. And then in terms of, so after that time, you've mentioned a couple of times, really focusing on the foundations, doing some core work, some breath work. What does that look like? So what type of exercises might that be? Or what would a, let's say, what would a session kind of look like for someone? And, and maybe talk about the duration of time of it as well. So um, any kind of work that I really like to work on when we're going back to, um, you know, reconnecting, um, breath and core um, really involves some really good like specific exercises would be bird dogs I love bird dogs for that now those can be um, again very technical so you definitely need some really good coaching with that it's not about just kind of kicking your front your leg back and your arm you really want to make sure you're really focusing on a lot of key points there um, a lot of great glute bridges and even sometimes even just there's things we can do even just like lying on the ground um, to just really focus on that breath um, and core connection. So but that anytime I'm working very specific um, technical things like that with people, oftentimes we just meet separately um, so we can just fine tune some of those things and then also integrate it into bigger movements like squats and push ups and all that kind of stuff. So, um, but those are a lot of really, really good ones I like to focus on. And then from there, kind of progress them to things like hard run stability ball, like stir the pot, everyone's favorite, um, and things like that. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And it's something I chat with a lot of women about because most people are very shocked and surprised at how challenging some of those quote unquote boring exercises I know everyone always calls the foundation boring but the truth is like they're so fundamental and they're so important but mm -hmm. it's really shocking to people how challenging they can be early yeah. postpartum or not even early postpartum when you actually start getting back into it whether that's six weeks six months yeah like even for myself and some other people I've worked out like when worked with when we're working sometimes the bird dog um like you can feel like you're almost like kind of shaky right because mm -hmm. it is still that neuromuscular connection that still needs to be made and it's nothing bad that's actually when you kind of feel that shakiness or it's like really really challenging that's good it actually means that you're making that neural like neuromuscular connection um and that's actually a really good thing. It just feels frustrating, right? And again, it's going back to that push-up example. Um, is it just feels frustrating because again, you feel like you are kind of starting from another from the beginning again sometimes. But the good thing is, and I try and encourage people with this, and even myself included, is you know where you can, you know where you can, you, you know where you can kind of go or where you might want to be right and that's what I love doing is being able to kind of like bridge that gap for people um so again it's not that it's not frustrating it is um but it again <laughs> people don't want to hear this it just takes time <laughs> it takes time it does I know people definitely don't want to hear that but I think and something I chat with my patients about all the time is I, I know moms can or anyone we can all get stuck on like I used to be able to do this I used to be able to do this why is it so hard 
And at least talking about pregnancy and postpartum, like your body is going through an enormous shift and enormous changes and really quickly. So like during pregnancy, for example, your center of mass is changing, your alignment's changing, right? You have the weight of uh, the the baby of, of fluids and everything like that, that's changing kind of your whole body position. And then you have delivery, which is a challenge on its own, but then also your body is in a different alignment after, right? And then you're also holding a baby. And so there's all of these things. And it's part of the reason it's so hard is because those connections aren't the same as they used to be, right? And so that's why it's so important to take that time to really focus on those foundations and not compensate and, and, and learn some maybe unideal ways of doing things. And I think, so I think what you said is perfect. It might be frustrating, but if you kind of reframe what your body has done for you and what it's been through, it's understanding why it's a little bit more challenging. And honestly, like, I, I know a lot of moms have experienced this and talking to them and some might not have, and it, it really just depends again on you, but after the second, it's been a lot harder, um, whether or not, you know, that's also having another little one to take care of. But, um, after the second one, things are definitely, I can tell you for myself, a lot harder in the meaning like to, um, again, cause we, it's human nature. We, we will compare. So I, you know, compare from all oh, the first pregnancy and after postpartum while I was kind of here, I'm not there right now. So things are just a little bit harder to um, feel like they're getting back to how I want to feel. Um, for example, for myself, just to share a bit like back pain, like it's just more prevalent um, this time around. So, you know, again, really focusing on some good core work. And what I've noticed, it's just so much easier. I feel like I still have my pregnancy posture where I, I feel like I still have, like I'm still pregnant and I lean back on, you know, on my back, right? Um, yeah. Or, you know, when we're carrying our little ones and we kind of lean back or do the hip pop, that just feels more natural now. Um, so now I notice that a little bit more, I'm being aware about that a little bit more throughout the day. So to just that posture we talked, and that's why we talked about carries. I think the last time we talked about, and that's carries are still something that I like, um, really, really do quite a bit of whether, you know, you know, for anybody actually that I train, but um, carries are an amazing tool and exercise to include in any program, especially after postpartum when you feel ready, because it helps, like you just said, with that alignment. Because um, like I said, I've caught myself now so many times like in that pregnancy standstill. <laughs> I'm like, that's why my back is so sore. <laughs> so again, you know, talking about just so much stuff is just like, you know, again, after the second, it's a little bit harder and realizing that, and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. And that's okay. And like, <laughs> and I always say to people too, it took nine months or I guess technically it's almost 10 months, not 40 weeks, but like to grow, to make from scratch this little beautiful human. So it's going to take some time to get your body back to kind of, and I even hate using the word normal, but like right? It's going to take time after that delivery for everything to kind of change different, right? And so, yeah, like six weeks, that arbitrary six weeks, it's something that we kind of have to get rid of because your body took a long time to change, to grow this baby. And yeah. it's going to take time to kind of return to what you were doing before. 
Yeah, like again, to go back, you know, to, you know, the two experiences I've had, and some people I've also talked to, you know, some people, you know, yeah, feel, you know, back to, like you said, like the normal, um, you know, within, let's just say within the year, or within six months, mm -hmm. for myself, I remember after Cameron, it was closer to two years. Um, X now I'm, I'm talking more specifically, like exercise related, like where I felt good in certain like um, exercises and confident to be able to do exactly what I wanted to do exercise wise. So, um, whereas now I'm expecting a little bit longer, just in trying to reframe that for myself based on how I feel, you know, postpartum after the second with Ava. So, um, I think if you have that expectation now in your, if you can reframe it and have that expectation that it might take a little bit longer and that's okay, then you might, again, not to say I don't get frustrated, but it might help with some of that frustration you might be feeling. Right. So, um, but yeah, you know, like you said, it took nine months to create something and the changes are very drastic. Um, I think you mm -hmm. just, you need to just set a, almost like a different expectation of what, you know, just a different expectation of what we should be focusing on so and that yeah. might take away some of the frustration or even anxiety or guilt like we talked totally. about right too like you know because that just kind of can spiral a little bit too yeah and then in terms of that in terms of what to focus on so if we were to generally say you know walking cardio type exercises, strength training type exercises, mobility type strength training or mobility exercises, like what, where would you put, where would you prioritize those things? Or is it the answer of it depends for everybody also? Well, I think for sure, you know, no matter, for sure, again, when we're specifically talking postpartum, and depending on who, like whenever I've met moms and depending on where they are in that postpartum range, um, it always like to start with where, well, first um, pelvic floor. Um, mm -hmm. And I can tell you any of the moms I work with are seeing a pelvic floor physiotherapist, um, which is amazing to hear that because that's becoming now more, you know, I want to say like norm like more knowledge is being out there because before you know it would just be like oh well when I do certain jumping exercises this is just the way it has to be now right so I would definitely say making sure like pelvic floor um and um yeah pelvic floor is definitely where we want it to be um and if not then um taking some strategies to see what we might need to do for that because again thinking more long term if we don't kind of address some things there, then that can affect progress or in a few years, it could be affecting things, right? So really checking in with that. And then from there, for me, it's always gonna come down to a really good core strength. And again, when I again, when we talk core, right, we're saying again, pelvic floor, you know, um, if you think you have that great analogy cast, like, you know, pelvic floor, um, abs, glutes, back, and then diaphragm, right? So mm -hmm. all of that, if making sure all of that is really connected and strong. Yeah, um, I love that. I heard at a conference, like, oh gosh, you were probably with me 15 years ago or something, chop off your arms, chop off your legs, and that's your core. <laughs> and that's always stuck with me because it's true. It's not just your abs. It's how this system functions together and it's everything. 
And you know what, not to say that, you know, in other exercises, we're, again, we're using core no matter what, right? So yeah. again, going back to push-ups, we're still using core in the push-up, even though, you know, push-up is a full body exercise, but when, if you really think of it, but um, a lot of exercises really kind of full body, if you really think of it, like, <laughs> but um, again, making sure that that is kind of strong and connected because again if that's feeling good then we can really progress a lot of strength metabolic like full body everything um like i said the sky's the limit but again it goes back to that found that foundation but when i'm first talking to someone it's definitely going to be how are you feeling like pelvic floor wise um and then going through you know certain exercises to see how everything's feeling um so yeah that would be uh what i would say that makes sense. Yeah. I like that pelvic floor and core is kind of the priority if we have time to prioritize. And obviously like I mentioned walking, but like, yeah, just movement, right? Like just getting movement in yeah. your day, however that looks, whether it's walking the dog, yeah. walking the baby. Yes. Yeah. And as long as you're not obviously having symptoms and, and if you are working with someone to help you with that. Yeah. Uh, There's also, and now you mentioned said about walking and going outside right walking and going outside like that in itself is like can be a huge stress relief sometimes right just getting outside um and going for a walk with the little ones in the stroller right um actually one of the moms i've been working with now this is after her second um before she she started um uh strong as a mother again her goal was to walk up like it was a hill close to their um, like the path that they would take, and her goal was to be able to do it without stopping, right? And so nice, yeah. she right like, but you know this was an outing for them too. Like it was also good for her and. She messaged me the day that she actually, she made it up the hill, like pushing the stroller. So she's like, I did, it was almost like a prowler push, right? Um, but that was her goal. Like, you know, she got out and she did it. And yes, something, you know, we want to say as simple as walking, but just getting out there to doing, to do something. Absolutely. And those little goals yeah. will build, right? Like that's what she could mm -hmm. do, you know, at the time because she had two little ones, right? And then when she was ready to get back into, you know, the strongest mother program or, you know, back into, I want to say her regular exercise routine and she was ready. Um, but yeah. yes, it, sometimes we, it doesn't have to be overly complicated either. I love that. I think we do overly complicate things, not we, but like society <laughs> as a general. Um, yeah. And I, I, it seems to be all or nothing, right? You have to do this program for 30 minutes, four times a week, or or you're not doing it. And I'm like, is that realistic? Like, what if someone can only fit in 10 minutes? Like, that's okay. Um, so I do think we have to kind of get, again, out of those extremes or those expectations. I agree, especially when we're talking about this time in your life, because like you touched on, it's a big transition, no matter what, if you've, if it's your first or second, like, you know, I remember getting some advice from a friend before I had Ava and she was like, you know, the trend just, I don't, not trying to scare you, but the transition from two, from one to two is hard and at the time, you know, what was, I wasn't ready like, to whatever <laughs> done this before. And, and then when you're in it, it's like, okay, no, we haven't done this before. Um, and you know what? things are going to have to shift a little bit. Right. So, um, yes, in, especially in this time, 
Um, being more flexible with, you know, your time is going to be key um, and setting a, just a certain expectation that what you expect to happen, obviously, is not going to happen, maybe. And that's okay. Again, it's very sh okay. short period of time, even though when you're in it, it feels like it's never going to end. Um, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, you mentioned your one client who uses push-ups as a marker. And I love that. I love having a marker. Is there any other exercises you think are good markers that people could consider or think about when they're returning to exercise postpartum? Oh yeah, is push-ups tend to be like not everybody's, but a lot of people's markers, myself included, because um, I think it's such a good um, marker of core strength as well. Um, yeah. but people love push-ups as a marker, um, and I should I should interject. So you mean push-ups like? not from your knees correct so not a modified push-up like from your toes yeah yes like um okay. from the ground like hands on the ground feet on the ground and not on an incline um correct okay. yeah so again like we talked like most people everyone always start on an incline um but yeah like mm -hmm. like traditional old school push-ups um okay uh, people really really like using that as a marker um jump squats would be another one or any type of jumping um, especially because like we've talked about, right? Like women will often experience some type of incontinence after. So being able to, again, go for a run or do some kind of jumping in a workout is really huge for, um, a lot of women because they, it, right. Cause you want to do it and be able to do it without having that. So, uh, jump squats would be great. And oftentimes, sometimes, uh, things can sometimes also be more, um, resistance related. Um, so, um, you know, how much weight they might be able to do now with a squat, right. Um, or sometimes even noticing, to be honest, that they can carry, they're now like sometimes like 40 pound, like toddler or 35 pound toddler. Like I've often gotten messages too, and, um, being like, I was carrying like, you know, my toddler across whatever, because they wouldn't come right. Or something like that. <laughs> I was doing carry. So oftentimes like things like that happen that you don't even realize are, you know, important as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know if that answers awesome. the question. No, I think, so. I think so. I mean, what I'm taking from that is like, it's again, a little bit different for everybody and everybody might have their own markers, but those are some great examples of something people can think about or either strive to getting back to that full push-up position or that, you know, like squat or whatever it is that they choose, but kind of knowing and seeing their progress over the time. I think that's, that's important, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Is there any specific research or guidelines that talks about returning to exercise postpartum or is it more based on the coach that you're working with? And, and so, yeah, what would you say to that? I think really, so, um, I think it depends again on who you're working with um and again making sure you've gotten your clearance more than anything um mm -hmm. you know back in it was it was 2018 where the pregnancy exercise guidelines were changed right um and which was amazing um mm -hmm. and we've talked about that briefly but when it comes to postpartum i really truly think it depends on the coach you're working with um, and actually maybe even the team you're working with, 
right? So um, whether or not, you know, it's your family doctor, your pelvic floor physiotherapist and um, or massage therapist, right? Um, it can really depend on the network you're working with. So mm -hmm. I think that's going to be the biggest thing. If I you're think so too. And I think you... Oh, go ahead, Cass. Yeah, I, I was going to say, and I think you said said it exactly it depends on your clearance and that's what a lot at least in the physio world a lot of the, the research says is, is make sure you have a pelvic floor physio assessment assessment and that let us kind of clear you to do certain exercises like for running for example the most recent guidelines talk about usually not before three months and not without a pelvic floor physio okay so I think that's awesome and I think you're you hit the nail on the head there kind of make sure you have clearance and then depending on your needs and who you're working with kind of go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If you're working with a team of people, then they can communicate and then really, you know, adapt the program or, you know, then see how then things are progressing. And if we can move forward with certain things, or if we need to kind of just keep working on what we're working on for, you know, a few more weeks or months, whatever, whatever it may be. So I think it's more just having a good network of professionals that you're working with. Absolutely. Now, Vanessa, we talked about this when we did our pre, I was going to say prepartum, our prepartum, our prenatal exercise talk. Oh God, that was a while ago. Was it like two years ago? Anyway, um, we talked about ideal versus real life. And we've kind of alluded to it a little bit today. Life is busy in the postpartum period. You don't know if you're going to sleep every night. You don't know if you're going to have a tantrum five minutes into your workout. You just don't know. And so what should people strive for? Like, is there an ideal that people should strive for? Or what is kind of a good starting point in terms of how often throughout the week? So like one time a week, four times a week, um, and maybe how long? So I, uh, I know that's such a hard question <laughs> in a perfect world. If you want to do, let's say, I want to say like, I hate to use the word bare minimum, but like to start right mm -hmm. two times a week, minimum, like 30 minutes. Um, okay. and can that 30 minutes, does it have to be consecutive or could it be 10 minutes here, 10 minutes here, 10 minutes here? Or is the 30 minutes consecutive the ideal? But if you kind of have to mix it up, you have to mix it up. That is a really good question. Um, and again, going back to another. Um, so one of my moms one day, she couldn't make the workout. I sent her the workout. So again, she was in my Strong as a Mother program. I sent her the workout. She had her little one at home, was, you know, dealing with X, Y, Z. It took her two hours to get the workout in, but she's like, I got it in. Now this so workout, awesome. you know, it was designed to be like, I think that one, let's say, like say 45 minutes. Okay. Um, but she got it in that day. It took her, she said, it took me two hours, but I did it. So you know what, like in a perfect world, right. If the kids are going to sit and not move, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, if you can get it in 30 minutes or an hour, then that's great. If not, and some days it's just like complete chaos and it took two hours to get it in, you still kept that habit and you got it in, right? Like, um, 
again, just to go back to some examples in my class with my moms, like usually the workouts are anywhere from 45 to like 60 minutes. And sometimes it goes smoothly for some people and, you know, in the sense where they can get it in consistently with really no distractions and other times it's not, but they're still, you know, getting in, getting the workout in at their own pace. Maybe they've done two sets instead of three of something, but you know, they're, they're getting their workout in. So let's say again, in an ideal, perfect situation, it would be consecutive right but if sometimes that doesn't happen then that's you know that's okay that's the nature of you know you know having little ones at home trying to do something um and I think that goes with anything to be honest I think you're right and I think we get so stuck in if I can't do it all at once or all together then it's not worth it but it is and like you said it might not be the ideal but you're still you're still getting that exercise in. And I think that's really important. And I think as silly as it sounds, and I'm not a mom, so I'm not in the postpartum period, but I have like an Apple watch, right. And they, everyone talks about closing the rings and stuff and, and the activity and exercise. And you just realize throughout the day, like, Oh, I got two minutes here. Like I must've like gone up a like four flights of stairs or right. And you can see that you accumulate it throughout the day, but it's kind of cool to see over the course of the day, you've like, quote unquote, you know, had your heart rate up over a certain level or quote unquote exercises, Apple says so much without really having to think about it. So I think we kind of undervalue those little snippets of exercise or movement. So I think that's awesome. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. absolutely. Now talking about diastasis recti. So diastasis or diastasis is kind of that splitting of the abs that is really common. In fact, there's a lot of fear mongering around that, unfortunately, in pregnancy and postpartum. And it's one of my pet peeves, but the separation is natural to happen during your third trimester because there needs to be space for baby and for organs and all of that stuff. But do you have any specific kind of things that you look for or things that people should think about in terms of diastasis when they're working out postpartum? Yeah. So anytime I'm working with someone, again, we'll definitely, like we talk about that and anytime, like, you know, any kind of, um, you know, groundwork on like with core stuff, if we see any type of bulging happening, that's obviously something we don't want to be happening. So we always, I always want to make, we always kind of watch for that. Um, and again, I'll <laughs> refer out to you. <laughs> so um and oftentimes we just need to really take things just a little bit more slowly and again focus on again we talked about some more core and breath connection um and sometimes it might just take a little bit longer for healing to happen right and again that's one of those very specific um instances where we don't want to just kind of you know, oh, that will just be okay. We'll just kind of keep moving forward with it. You really, again, just kind of trying to think more long-term is just really focus on making sure that um, feels okay and is where we want it to be before we would progress anything. Um, but definitely watching for any signs of bulging um, for sure when we're doing any kind of core work or groundwork. Yep. And that's perfect. And I know, like you said, you refer some people to me and, and I obviously work with a lot of women who have diastasis. And the big thing that people find 
surprising is that again it depends on the person and everybody's different and it depends on their body like I'll have some people who I'm like yeah you actually need to do some curl-ups or some sit-ups whereas other people like maybe that isn't the best strategy for them and they're going to do something differently so I think the important thing at least from a public health perspective is not to demonize any certain exercise but then some will be appropriate for you and some might not be and some might look different for someone else and and there's nothing wrong with that yeah. Oh, and that's again, I know we keep saying this, but it depends on the person. It, it, it depends on what that person needs. Um, and that's yeah. what I'll say to people. I'm like, even when I'm meeting with people, like for any type of training, it's like, what do you need? You know, like, um, you know, whether or not that's, you know, some of my um, pre and postnatal moms or, you know, um, other people that I'm working with, what do you need? So it needs to be best for that person. Because if that's what's going to help them to then progress to where they want to be, then that's what we need to do. So, um, yeah, that's a really good point. And I have to say too, you actually really helped me. And we did touch on this before um, about that fear around it, because it just seems so scary. But like you said, it does need to happen. If it didn't happen, it'd actually be something more to worry about. Uh, But it does need to happen. And it doesn't... it's not a bad thing um, because it does need to happen and we can do things after to, you know, recreate that strength and everything. So definitely. Yeah. 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 I mean, a follow-up question to this, I think I know the answer uh, or I think I know what you're going to say. Is there any exercises that people should avoid? So I would say anything that obviously causes pain. Um, if you have any pain, then so again, can't be, can't say specific, specific, because if there's any pain during it, it, it could be in something that maybe should, could be helping it. <laughs> so if there's pain there, then we kind of need to revisit, okay, maybe trying something different. So if there's any pain, then, then we just shouldn't do it. And like I said, I'm working with like a public floor physio or a coach that um, has experience with that um, can then obviously help and coach you with that. So Perfect. I hate to not have something specific, but pain would be just like something that again, just would be a no. No. And I think you're right. Like pain or, or other symptoms too, like heaviness, pressure, like leaking, yes. those kind of things, like obviously like modifying those. And that's the benefit of working with someone like you, with you, like you who knows this stuff and knows how to modify. Cause it doesn't necessarily mean you have to avoid that exercise. You just might have to change how you're doing it. Right. Yeah. And I have great, like, um, great connection with a lot with the women that I work with. So even when like, and just openness with them say like, you know what, we're going to give this a try. You just have to let me know how it's feeling. So if you do have any heaviness or leaking or pain and people will, they'll tell you, right. If you ask them. So, um, you know, another example, like a mom I was working with, we did progress things and she messaged, she's like, you know what? I did have some heaviness after. So it was like, okay. Or during, so we're like, okay, we're just going to go back to what we've been doing. And actually that's what we did. Um, and then fast forward, you know, a month and a half and things are better. So it doesn't mean that we can't try things. We actually need to, to see if actually things are progressing and then just go from there. But yes, the heaviness or leaking or anything like that are also really good um, key things to also be focusing on or aware of, I should say. Mm-hmm. No, that's perfect. 
All right, Vanessa, I do have one more question for you, but before I ask it, tell everybody where they can find you. Like, are you on Instagram? Do you have a website? Tell us everything. So you can find me at coachvanessa.ca. And you can also find me on Instagram at coach uh, underscore Vanessa. Vanessa Cooper, I think it is. (laughs) Or on my website. We'll tag you. Um, and you can also uh, email me, um, but I would say, um, my website is probably the best way to find me or on Instagram. Um, okay. those are my two favorite things. I am on Facebook, but I'll admit not as active on Facebook. So if totally you really want to find me, it would be on, um, Instagram or my email. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and we'll, we'll link to you too, so people can find, find you a little bit easier. Um, Okay, so my final question, are you ready for it? (laughs) Yeah. What? So if you had to give three pieces of advice or homework for a first-time mom who is newly postpartum wanting to get back to exercise, what would you say? Okay, so first-time mom wants to get back into exercise. Okay. Mm -hmm. First-time mom who wants to get back into exercise. Well, I would say reach out to me. (laughs) Yeah. I love it. Uh, reach wherever you are, because wherever you're listening to this, yeah. reach out to reach out to a community. Um, that's reach out to a really awesome community of people that you know of moms. Um, if you can find a, like a mom group, um, especially like an exercise group, um, that will be your saving grace um, because you know you're all going through so much stuff together. Um, mm-hmm. A community will be huge and a good coach, obviously, again, wherever you are, a good coach that has experience with uh, pre and postnatal will also be helpful for you. And um, that would be, that would be it. But the community is going to be big because they'll keep you accountable. And like I said, oftentimes in class, you know, you can talk about so many different things, you know, like right now, a lot of people are talking about potty training. (laughs) (laughs) right like and um, then some of us have two so it's like babies and potty training so you'll have you'll get so much from that community um on top of you know a really good workout that would be uh that would be what I would say okay I love it well thank you Vanessa this has been awesome I'm sure our listeners will love it and uh I don't know, should we tell them that we're also collaborating on some fun things? So there might be some fun things down the road that we might have, um, but we'll just leave that little so. teaser for now. Yeah, we'll just, yeah, just a little teaser. <laughs> anyway, I know you have to run. I know you have a mom that you're training in a minute. So thank you so, so much for coming on the podcast. It was great to have you. Oh, thank you so much, Cassie. It was so good to see your face. <laughs> after and so hear you laugh. Yes, you laugh. <laughs> we'll have to change that oh anyway thanks we